Nutrition is part of our world and nutrients are what our body needs. But with all the fads, gimmicks, trends, and unrealistic ideas about eating, things can be very confusing. Let's dig through the hype and adopt a way of eating that is sustainable and provides the nutrients we need without freaking out over our food. Join me if you're ready to be over the dogma that there's a right and a wrong way to eat. Here, we navigate eating healthier in the real world. Hello, and welcome to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Rael, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. I invite you to listen to this podcast with an open mind and be willing to let go of long-standing beliefs about nutrition. I am a nutrition myth buster, helping to dispel myths and misinformation about food and nutrition. I help people have improved health, wellness, and energy without dieting. Welcome to today's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. Today I am going to ask you, what are you doing to help your heart? As I record this, it is February and it is American Heart Month. And as I hope you know, Heart Month happens every year in the month of February. And really, we have a lot of campaigns that we work on to help increase awareness of heart disease in people of all ages, as well as both men and women. And a lot of people think of heart disease as really just another form or another word for heart attack and thinking of the drama that we may see on television or in the movies of how a heart attack presents itself. But in reality, heart disease encompasses several diseases, including high blood pressure and things that happen in our blood vessels that block those blood vessels. So excess sugar, excess fats, age, and the high blood pressure that can increase the risk of blockages in those blood vessels that can go to the heart, that go to the brain, and increase that risk of heart attack and stroke. And not all heart attacks are obvious or deadly. I have met people who have found out they've had a heart attack after it happened. They didn't go to the doctor right away, and at a subsequent checkup, found out they had recently had a heart attack and they didn't realize it. Or they did have some discomfort in the chest, but they ignored it 
it went away for the moment, and so they never really thought about it. So there isn't always a big drama. It isn't always significantly obvious if somebody has a heart attack. And there's also high blood pressure that people can have for years without knowing it. And here's the thing that I'm going to address today or that I am addressing today. People tend to think of how to help their heart after they have a cardiac episode, after a diagnosis. What can they do to improve their health after the issue is already there? But we can do things each day to reduce our risk of getting some form of heart disease before a visit to the emergency department, before surgery has to happen, before the need for medications. And if you haven't heard, heart disease is the number one killer of both men and women in the United States. And according to the CDC, about half the U.S. adult population has high blood pressure or unhealthy cholesterol levels. Now, I'm not going to go into the details of what high blood pressure is or unhealthy cholesterol levels is today, but I will address things that can be done to help reduce the risk of having that. And people will ignore things, like I said, knowing somebody who's ignored pain in their chest. They don't want to be a burden on the medical system. Or they bring up the cost of how much it goes it costs to go in to see the doctor, to have testing done, the co-pays, the time, so much more. And there's many things that we can do to reduce our collective risk for heart disease that doesn't cost a thing, and that's lifestyle. So there are five things you can do now to improve your lifestyle and reduce your risk of heart disease along with and many other chronic disease issues. Number one, don't smoke and avoid secondhand smoke. Now, if I'm having to say this to you, you probably already know or you don't smoke yet. But not smoking costs nothing, it saves money, and you may not currently smoke, but I do know that there are still plenty of people that do and don't realize that it affects the risk for heart disease. Number two, eat a healthy plant-based diet. And here, plant-based diet does not mean excluding animal foods. I have a previous episode addressing this. I'll link in the show notes. A diet, a healthy plant-based diet and reducing the risk of heart disease can include animal proteins as well as plant proteins. And if you want help with that, you can talk to a registered dietitian or I have a little bit more I will be addressing here in just a minute or two. Number three, move more. Get up and move. And you don't need a gym membership or even a whole bunch of equipment to move more. You might need just a good pair of shoes. Walk more. Walk and get that heart rate up. And as a lot of people learned in the past couple years, we don't need to be in the gym to be able to exercise. We can do plenty at home. So don't use that as an excuse that, oh, I don't have time to get to the gym or it's hard to get to the gym. You can exercise at home and stop making excuses. Number four of what you can do to help your heart is aim for a healthier 
body mass index or BMI and waist circumference. Now, there's just many issues with looking at body mass index alone. It is not used by itself and BMI or body mass index is merely a ratio of height to weight and this, everybody with the same height and same weight will have the same BMI regardless of their sex or their age. But when we look at it in combination with waist circumference, especially a high waist circumference, we know that there's potential for increased risk of several chronic diseases, including heart disease. Now, I will link to an article that I've written about that as well and how to look at that and what the risk is. And number five, if you choose to do so, consume alcohol in moderation. And it doesn't matter the type of alcohol. If people talk about red wine, that's great. But any type of alcohol, as long as it's consumed in moderation, can be heart healthy in certain individuals. Now, what is moderation? Well, guess what? I have another episode about that. I will link to the show notes in the show notes so you can listen to that if you wish. If you don't consume alcohol, you don't need to start. Now, what about some other risk factors people bring up a lot? Genetics. It does have a role in your risk for heart disease, but it isn't your destiny. Is it, it is estimated that about 25% of your overall risk is related to genetics and about 75% is related to lifestyle factors. Sex. Men are at higher risk for heart disease about the time they turn 45 and women are at higher risk about the age of 55. So once we're all over 55, the risk is about the same. So as much as people think men are at higher risk, eh, it's an equal opportunity disease. And then other diseases. You're at higher risk for heart disease if you have high blood pressure, as I mentioned already, that is a form of heart disease unhealthy cholesterol levels, or type 2 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes significantly increases risk for heart disease. Now, I've mentioned high blood pressure and cholesterol a couple times already. Do you know your numbers? I tell people, get them checked. You need to know your numbers and ask for the results. So when you're going in for an appointment and they take your blood pressure, ask what was the blood pressure? What were those two numbers? And if your practitioner doesn't give you one, ask for a blood test to have your cholesterol checked and your glucose checked. And this would be done while fasted. And when the medical assistant or the nurse calls you with the results, ask for a copy of the actual numbers and don't just accept the doctor reviewed your results. Everything's good. Keep doing what you're doing. Find out how good they are. Because I have met with people who had good numbers in a prior year. It turns out they were borderline good. And then the next year, they weren't as great as they used to be. Now, foods to eat for heart health. About half of our, the U.S. adults are concerned about heart health, but don't know how to eat to help their heart. 
or as I said already, they don't consider it until after something comes up. People will come to me and tell me, well, I only eat a few eggs. I really cut back on eggs or I stopped eating red meat. And making those changes is fine, but it's not the most important thing to do when eating to help your heart. Consider adding these foods to your diet to help your heart. Omega-3 fats. Omega-3 fats can help reduce the risk of heart disease, mainly the omega-3s found in cold water fish such as salmon, mackerel, tuna, herring, and sardines. We can also find omega-3s in limited amounts in some plant foods, including flax seeds, chia seeds, walnuts, and canola oil. Now, there is on some of these foods that have omega-3 fats, there is a claim that is allowed to be on a label. If you see it, it is allowed to say, supportive but not conclusive research shows that the consumption of EPA and DHA omega-3 fatty acids may reduce the risk of coronary heart disease. One serving of this food provides X number of grams of EPA and DHA omega-3 fatty acids. So EPA and DHA just happens to be the type of omega-3 fatty acids. And that's one of those things where if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it is one of those silly rules because EPA and DHA, when you say the full name, really hard to say, but really important for you. But those are just the types of omega-3s. So even if food, do, if food doesn't have that label, it may still have the omega-3s, as I mentioned, like with the fish or the canola oil or the flax or chia seeds. And just on a side note, cod and tilapia and most of the white fish aren't the types of fish that are high in omega-3s. Next up, foods with soluble fiber. They, foods with soluble fiber can have a different type of health claim on them if they choose. That doesn't have to be on there, but they can list the following statement. Soluble fibers from foods such as the one you're looking at as part of a diet low in saturated fat and cholesterol may reduce the risk of heart disease. A serving of this food provides X number of grams of soluble fiber per day to have this effect. So even if you don't see that label, here's some foods that have soluble fiber in them. Beans. There are so many types of beans that any of them are really pretty good for you. Of course, these are plant foods and plant foods have fiber, including soluble fiber. And this is true for all beans, from black beans to kidney beans to pinto beans. And even the most recent version of the Dietary Guidelines for Americans, that's the 2020 to 2025 version, recommends three cups of beans and legumes a week. So that's three cups combined or about one half cup per day. And just a note, a shortcut in my home, I use mostly canned beans as a time saver. Um, I recommend that you choose low sodium or no added salt versions of canned beans. And you can drain and rinse them and it will remove a bit more sodium. Oatmeal. It's no secret, I love oatmeal and I eat it nearly every day. 
Oatmeal and oat bran can help reduce LDL cholesterol, the so-called bad cholesterol, the one that we want to have low. And the soluble fiber in oatmeal and oat bran dissolves in water and helps lower the unhealthy cholesterol. And because this is a form of soluble fiber, that can have the health claim that I mentioned earlier on the food label that has the oats and the oat bran. Now, you don't have to use the long cooking still cut oats. I use 10 minute oats and I don't even cook them all the time because I throw a quarter cup in the smoothies. And when I do cook them, it takes maybe about two and a half minutes in the microwave. So not even close to 10 minutes. Fruits and vegetables. Do I even have to say this? Fruits and vegetables are rich in fiber, usually low in calories, and they have all kinds of nutrients to help with our overall health. And one of those benefits is that fruits and vegetables have soluble fiber. So quit making excuses. Don't get hung up on the details of, oh, this has too much sugar, or is this a healthy fruit? Is this a fruit? Is it a vegetable? Just eat the darn things. And the last food that I'm going to tell you to add to your diet for heart health, nuts. Most nuts are good for your heart and your health. They're full of fiber. They have a lot of unsaturated or healthy fats and other essential nutrients. Peanuts and nine other nuts are allowed to have a health claim that has been approved by the FDA that says, Scientific evidence suggests, but it does not prove, that eating 1.5 ounces of nuts per day as part of a diet low in saturated fat and cholesterol may reduce the risk of heart disease. Now, that 1.5 ounces is key. So eating nuts by the handful, shoveling them in, having a whole lot is not necessarily more helpful because they're very high in calories, but they are really good for us and good for our heart. The amount of 1.5 ounces for the nuts, it varies by the type of nuts. So you can look up from almonds to walnuts, what is a 1.5 ounce serving? In general, that is what can fit into the palm of your hand each day. The bottom line here, what you eat or more specifically, what you don't eat may impact your heart health. So stop procrastinating and ensure you're eating these foods regularly. If you're not eating them daily, make sure you're having them several times a week. That's Real World Nutrition this week. I invite you, if you want to learn more or talk with me about how you can eat to help your heart, you can reach out to me and we can have a 30-minute consult call and let me know what you are interested in. And I will say bye for now. Take care. I invite you to join the Real World Nutrition Facebook group at Real World Nutrition. Sign up for my weekly email newsletter at ShellyRiel.com. 
Connect with me on your favorite social media sites by checking the links in the show notes. If you have a nutrition-related question you would like addressed in the podcast, post it in the Real World Nutrition Facebook group, or use the form on my website, shellyrael.com, and click on Contact. Thanks for listening. Bye now.